Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Wednesday of week 13 for your Eagles. We're about five days or so away from them playing the Miami Dolphins down in Miami. It's essentially a must-win game because the birds kind of have to win out. I got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, joining me on this Wednesday. Merrill, good morning. The Eagles are trying to get back to full strength. What are you noticing at this point in the week as they get ready for this game? Dave, I'm starting to feel pretty comfortable that you're going to have your offensive line back intact. Uh, They go back to practice today, uh, but they're optimistic that Lane Johnson will be out there. In fact, Lane Johnson believes that he's going to be out there today, but that he has come through the concussion protocol. Uh, The other guy, Brandon Brooks, who had the anxiety attack, he, uh, he spoke to the media yesterday. Brandon Brooks has a new plan, and he believes that he will be able to go out there and find a way to battle this anxiety and line up and be successful once again. He is a courageous man. He has conquered this before, but it is an ongoing battle, but something that he has been able to conquer and put together an all-pro season. Very good for Brandon. As far as the wide receivers are concerned, we'll see about them. Today will be a telling day. Yeah, and very good for Brandon Brooks for for being able to speak so transparently about it and be able to tackle this head-on. And and he does intend on playing Sunday in Miami, so good, good for him. Merrill, the coordinator spoke yesterday. Uh, what stood out to you from them, and specifically Mike Groh, what he had to say about Carson Wentz? Well, Mike Groh is not blaming Carson Wentz. Uh, coaches have to be very careful about the way they come out publicly about these different issues. He is saying it has been an offensive problem, which is pretty much the way that Doug has done it. You don't want to point fingers at an individual, but Carson Wentz is the first to tell you that he has to play better. And the other thing that Mike Rowe addressed is ball security. You cannot turn over the football five times, and there were three fumbles. There could have been another one, but that was reversed. But uh, Carson Wentz has got to hold on to the ball, and he's got to make sure that he has two hands on the ball before he reaches back and lets it go. And Merrill, Carson Wentz will be facing Ryan Fitzpatrick, who the Eagles have faced a number of times in the past, all on different teams. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy that likes to uh, go around the league and play for a bunch of different people, and credit to him, he's been doing it for a very long time. What stands out about him? I I don't know that he likes to go around (laughs) the league playing for a bunch of different people, but he he does fit into the category. If you look in the dictionary under the term uh, journeyman, you find a picture of, of the former Harvard graduate Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Jim Schwartz said he still, at 37 years old, has a big arm, he throws a great fastball, and he is somewhat mobile. He is a bright quarterback. You remember the Eagles went down to Tampa Bay to play him last year, and the first time he touched the football, he threw a a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. Fortunately, he doesn't have Deshaun Jackson anymore, but he does have a couple of wide receivers. Jim Schwartz also said they have become a much better team. In fact, he said they've won two of their last four games, which is, is kind of true. They have, but they lost seven straight, then they won two, but since then they've lost two more. So they're in a two-game losing streak. They're not a good team. They're a team the Eagles should be able to dispense with and move on.
Well, Merrill, looking back at the history of this matchup, I believe the record is in favor of the Dolphins, eight and six. And a couple of games that stick out in, in history. We'll go back. Uh, we'll go in chronological order here. Nineteen ninety-three, Veterans Stadium it is a Dolphins nineteen to fourteen win. Don Shula's three hundred twenty-fifth victory, which put him as the the head coach to have the most in NFL history. Uh, It was the Eagles' fifth loss in a row. Dan Marino was already hurt that season, so Scott Mitchell got the start at quarterback for Miami. And then a young rookie, 25-year-old, came in and finished it the rest of the way. Merrill, do you remember who that young rookie 25-year-old was in 1993 that beat the Eagles that day. That would be that would be somebody by the name of uh, Douglas Peterson, I believe. <laughs> you, are, you are correct. <laughs> that, was, that was the first time I heard of Doug Peterson. And it was actually the first time that he ever threw a pass in the NFL. He had played, he gotten in games previously that season, but th- that day was his first ever NFL pass. But it was a bad day for the Eagles. They, they had three fumbles. They had drops. James Lofton had a big drop. They had dropped interceptions. Oh, I remember that. It was it was not. I remember that. Yeah. James Lofton, who later went into the Hall of Fame, uh, had a pass in his arms that would have won that game, and he, he simply dropped it. Yeah, it was, it was not a good day for the Eagles. But fast-forwarding 10 years later, it was a very good night for the Eagles in the 2003 season. This was their ninth victory in a row to improve to 11-3. and Monday night football down in Miami against the Dolphins and yep. Ricky Williams, a 34-27 win. Freddie Mitchell had a touchdown pass in this game. 25 yards to Brian Westbrook. The three-headed monster of B. West, Deuce Staley, and Carell Buckhalter had 126 yards combined, and B. West and Buck both had rushing touchdowns. And Brian Dawkins and Michael Lewis both had inter- interceptions. What do you remember about that night? I remember that I thought we were home. That's how many Eagles fans were in that stadium. It was. It felt like a home game. I assume that this weekend in Miami will definitely bring a lot of Eagles fans as well. One more thing before I let you go. Uh, Hall of Fame, you know, rumblings are starting to happen. And I saw you put something out there on Twitter. You really, really believe that number 17, Harold Carmichael, should be in the Hall of Fame. And, and why is that? Well, I think you go back throughout his career. He should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, not just a Hall of Famer. But he has gone through that whole process, and then the Veterans Committee has never put him in. But this year, in the 100th anniversary of the NFL, they are going to add 10 veterans, 10 players from the past, and Harold Carmichael has to be among the first added. He was the dominant receiver of his day. I mean, people talk about the great Lynn Swan in Pittsburgh, and and he was a great player, but Harold Carmichael was more dominant than Lynn Swan. But the Steelers were the great team, and they were on national television, and Lynn Swan was on everybody's, coming out of everybody's mouth when they were talking about great receivers. Harold Carmichael was more dominant. He still owns most of the Eagles' reception records, and he always handled himself both on and off the field with a great deal of class. Just a great player and a great man who really is what the Hall of Fame is all about. It is long, long, long overdue, and hopefully it happens. Merrill, thank you very much for the time. As always, I appreciate it. Doug talks today. Carson talks today. Look forward to getting your thoughts on what they have to say tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.